Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. As always, I am your host, Steve Coates. This week, I am talking about Jurassic Shark, or Attack of the Jurassic Shark, depending on where you live, uh, from 2012, directed by Brett Kelly and released by Wild Eye Releasing. We are very familiar with them because they release a lot of shitty movies, and I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, the director, Brett Kelly, is actually from Ottawa, which is where I currently live and have been living in the area my pretty much my whole life, and... With the Meg 2 trailer being released and the Jurassic Shark 3 trailer also being recently uh, released, I was like, ah, let's do a different Meg movie and uh, watch this nonsense. Uh, some fun facts before we get started from IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. As of July 2015, this was the lowest rated movie on IMDb, overtaking Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. It was pushed down to the number two spot in September. <laughs> Ooh, that is a reputation. Um, is it as bad as they say? Well, let's dive in and find out. So the movie opens up with a title crawl that reads Megalodon. So we're getting a fucking definition of what a Megalodon is, like, right off the bat. Megalodon, meaning Big Tooth, is an extinct species of shark that lived roughly from 28 to 1.5 million years ago. Megalodon is regarded as one of the largest and most powerful predators in history. Megalodon likely had a profound impact on structuring of the marine communities. Fossil remains indicate that this giant shark reached a total length of up to 16 meters. I feel like we really didn't need this definition, but yeah, there it is. So we're at a rocky beach, and there's two girls uh, standing there. One of them has an oar in her fucking hand, but there's like not a boat to be seen like anywhere. Um, maybe she brought it with her, but no, because later we find out that this is a fucking island, so they had to have come here by boat, but they just, I don't know, their boat just wasn't seen, it was just weird. One of them asks if they're allowed to be there, the other one is like, you see anyone else around? It's quiet, just us. Like, yeah, kinda all the more reason to be asking if you should be there or not, like, ugh. And then she's like, yeah, it's the perfect beach for summer, where is everyone else? Like, I, I bet they're all fucking dead, that's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> The girls just say fuck it and set up camp, and they get into their bikinis. Well, right off the bat, bikini babes, love it. There is some good eye candy in this movie, I will definitely give it that. And then they lay down on their towels, but this beach looks like rocky as fuck. Like, it does not look like a perfect slice of beach to spend your summer at. Like, I'm sure it's fine, but it's just not the kind of beach you typically expect. Now we're in an office building or something. A man in a lab coat, Lincoln Grant. Uh, so yeah, Jurassic Shark, Jurassic Park. Dr. Grant, Lincoln Grant, yeah, we, I think this is like one of the few references they actually make, I was kind of hoping for more Jurassic Park references, but no, so yeah, Lincoln Grant stops a man in a suit he refers to as Mr. Chairman, Lincoln tells the chairman they are ready for phase two, and he, he wanted to know when they were ready, and the chairman says another scientist said something about a pocket in the earth's crust, and Lincoln says it's just an overexcited scientist trying to make a name for herself, um, so basically, there's a drilling operation, like an oil drilling operation. They found a pocket of ice, and now they're draining, draining it into the lake, and yeah, nothing should go wrong. <laughs> 
Lincoln then tells the chairman the oil deposit they found is three times larger than they originally thought, so they're just, like, fucking hard over this. The chairman says he sees no need to delay if the doctor thinks everything is safe, so he tells him to continue. Back at the beach, the girls are talking about the beach, and Polka Dot Bikini Girl says she used to row by this place when she was a kid and thought it would be a cool place to hang out. And then she explains, like, the island was or is owned by a drilling company. Purple Bikini Girl asks, like, why is it so quiet if they're drilling for oil? And Polka Dot Girl is like, well, they're not drilling anymore, silly, they abandoned it. <laughs> Polka Dot Girl asks Purple Girl if she wants to go swimming, but she doesn't want to because she's afraid. So, she's afraid of the water, but, like, she got in a fucking, I'm assuming a canoe to get here because she had a fucking oar in her hand earlier. So... She got into her bikini at this beach, but she's not going in the water at all because she's terrified of it. I don't know. That's just so fucking confusing to me. It's just so weird. Polka Dot Girl keeps asking, and Purple Girl makes her a promise not to tell anyone else. So, Purple Girl explains she doesn't swim in lakes because she's afraid of sharks. Ooh. Polka Dot Girl laughs at her, telling her there's no sharks in fresh water or sharks in lakes, and I wonder if that's going to change. Back at the office, a woman is telling Dr. Grant, um, Lincoln, that they can't start stage two because she needs more data on the underground cavern that they found. Dr. Grant says the cavern was just ice, nothing else. The woman says she wants to make sure that no, like, deadly bacteria or anything was released into the lake. And, yeah, like, that's actually a good fucking point. Like, you don't know how long this has been frozen down there. You don't know what you could be fucking releasing. So, this is actually, like, a pretty good point. I'm gonna give the movie kudos for that. The woman threatens to go to the board, and Grant is like, I've already talked to the chairman, so, meh. She goes on to say he's drilling too deep, like, I wish I could say I've heard that before. Dr. Grant then says stage two began 20 minutes ago, and what could go wrong? And that sentence is immediately followed by an earthquake, and the woman says, See, you've drilled too deep. (laughs) So, gentlemen, if a woman says you've drilled too uh, deep, take her word for it. On the island, there's an explosion, and the girls are shook by it. Polka Dot Girl says to relax. They used to get earthquakes all the time in this area. Purple Bikini Girl says, And what about the explosion? And then Polka Dot Girl's like, Oh, probably just some hillbillies or something. Like, you should be way more concerned about what is happening right now. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Purple Bikini Girl says they should get out of there. The Polka Dot Girl says she should relax, and then runs toward the water and starts going in. Polka Dot Girl eggs on, like, Purple Bikini Girl to get in the water until she finally does. We go to a POV view of the shark, but the water is, like, super murky, so it's kind of hard to see. Uh, The girls are splashing water at each other while they cut back and forth until Polka Dot Girl is pulled under. Purple Bikini Girl calls for her. Uh, Her name was Tiffany, by the way. Not that it matters now, but uh, this is where I first learned their name. So, yay. Purple Bikini Girl is uh, pulled under. We get the title card and, like, five long minutes of credits, which is nothing compared to the end of this movie. So, yeah. A car rolls up, and a bunch of people in black are being commanded by a woman who is in charge, and she's telling the guys to move. A couple of guys at the back of the car are talking about this girl, and that she's psycho, and she put a gun in a cop's mouth and blew his brains out, and then, like, the other guy is telling him to keep quiet and make sure she doesn't hear him. I almost felt like this was a Reservoir Dogs reference. I'm not 100% sure, but it just... 
Uh, the way they described her, it was very much like they were describing Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. I don't know. That's just one of my favorite movies, so maybe I'm just making connections that aren't there. But that was just kind of what was going through my head. And we learn that these two guys talking are brothers. The other two guys go up to a fence, trying to get it open. The two brothers are taking a painting out of the back of the car, and the woman freaks out at them, saying that they better not damage it or she'll take it out of their uh, cut or something. They apologize, and we learn her name is Barb, and she tells them to load it on the boat. The two guys at the fence yell to Barb they need to go. She says, uh, no motor. She doesn't want anyone to hear them. So they're rowing on the water and celebrating their getaway and that the cops wouldn't expect a water getaway. And Barb is all cocky and says, yeah, as if there was ever any doubt. Barb then tells them there's an island just a couple miles ahead and they will hide out there. Yeah, she says island. Like, it's just so fucking weird. Like, I don't, I don't know if that was a reference to something or if she just said it weird for, like, shits and giggles, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. We get a shark POV, and someone gets up on the boat and points to the eye land. Barb yells at him to sit down before he tips the boat over. And just then, the boat is hit, and they all say they saw something in the water. The boat is hit again, and then everyone's knocked out. Barb asks where the painting is, but no one can find it. One guy says something, like just brush past his leg, and Barb asks what. He says, something's got me, and is slowly pulled underwater. We then fade into a car driving up and stopping. Three bikini-clad women get out of the car, and one dude named uh, Mike. They're all college students, uh, so black bikini girl Jill is working on something. Uh, she's like a journalist student. And the other two girls, Tia and Kristen, are basically just there for the beach. Um, I guess Jill asked them to help her, but like they're not really there to help, Like, which is the whole reason she brought them, but yeah. Jill says uh, they probably didn't read her proposal, which is apparently about a big oil company doing illegal drilling. So yeah, Jill's a journalist doing a story on this. The other two girls are just there because it's a secluded island and it's the last two days of spring break or something. Jill asks why she brought them along and one is like, um, my car brought us to the boat. And the other one is like, my credit card paid for the boat. <laughs> and they say Jill may end up enjoying herself, trying to hint that Mike wants in her pants. Yay! On the island, the four remaining criminals ask what the hell that thing in the water was, and one guy says it looked like a shark, and the, another guy says, no way a shark lives in there, that's not an ocean. Great job, Captain Obvious. Another one replies, there's freshwater sharks. Um, and surprisingly, this isn't a bull shark movie, which, yeah, because usually when we see freshwater, we just, it's immediately a bull shark, but they went with Megalodon for this one. Whatever. <laughs> Barb tells them all to shut up and says one of them needs to go back in the water and fetch the painting. Uh, surprise, no one is eager to fucking do that shit. Barb says whoever goes in and gets it will get half of Jack's share added to their own. Like, fuck that noise, bitch, you go get it. I'd be wanting Jack's, like, full fucking share before I would even begin to step foot in that fucking lake. One guy, Jerry, says he'll do it, and that the shark is long gone, and besides, it just ate. So, yeah, it's full, I guess. <sighs> yeah, all right, Jerry, have at her. Barb says it's about 300 feet out, and Jerry heads into the water. He goes in fully clothed. Like, wouldn't you want to be able to have some more mobility? Like, oh, you fucking dunce. The guys on land yell, Shark, Jerry, shark! We had some, like, maybe stock footage, maybe CG footage of a shark. It's kind of hard to tell. Jerry starts swimming back. The shark has, like, seemingly disappeared, 
And then we see it come up behind Jerry and eat him. And it is a large-ass CGI shark. It just comes up, shakes him around, we get some CG blood, and then Jerry is fucking dead. The girls and Mike are on a boat, headed for the island. One of the girls is filming the other girl just being silly and dumb. And Jill tells her to save the batteries and the camera for her story, I guess. They then ask how much longer it's going to be, and Jill says, any minute. Then the other girl is like, there it is! And then the other one is like, oh my god, how much longer? And the other one says, five, ten minutes. Like, I don't know what she's basing this off of. Like, I, I have no idea. No idea what she's basing this time off of. Like, considering they can see the island and it's right there. And she's like, five or ten minutes. Ugh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. And the other girl's like, ah, yes, then it's surf, sunshine, and sandy beach. Okay, one, it's a lake. There isn't going to be any fucking surf or any other iteration of the word surf or surfing. Two, this beach is not fucking sandy. You are about to be very disappointed because it is rocky as shit. Jill says, wow, you really aren't going to help us. And they act all bitchy. The boat is rocked. Jill tells Mike to row as if he, like, has a fucking chance of rowing away fast enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. The girls keep asking if they see anything and then their boat is tipped over. They're all in the water and they start swimming for shore. One of them is picked off by the shark, but it's all like slow motion and lens flare, so it's hard to see who was taken. On land, Jill is laying there and then wakes up. Like, why was she passed out? She just swam to the shore. She starts calling for Kristen, Tia, and Mike. Kristen and Tia limp over to Jill and, like, they're acting like they just took Normandy Beach. Like, you know, at the beginning of fucking Saving Private Ryan? Like, they that's what they look like. They look like they've just been battered by the German army. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. Jill asks if they're okay. One of them has a limp, but she's fine. And Jill asks if Mike made it to the shore. Uh, so that was Mike who was eaten by the shark. Yeah, he is dead. <laughs> the girls start calling for him as the criminals watch on. Jill goes to the waterfront and says she found the camera. And someone says, oh, Mike had the camera. So she lifts this case and underneath is a severed leg, assumed to belong to Mike. One of the girls spots the criminals and starts yelling for them. Barb says to her goons to play it cool and they walk over to the girls. Barb starts putting on an act like she's so concerned about the girls and that there's something in the water. Like she's pretending real hard to be a good guy or girl, I guess. She asks if they have a boat and the girls tell them it was capsized by that thing in the water. Barb introduces herself and the other two guys uh, who are called Rich and Doug. Barb says it looked like a shark and Kristen says, I've never seen a shark that big or ugly before. What are you basing this off of? Like, I did, uh, I don't know. I, fuck it. I don't know. Idiots. Barb tells the girls to follow her so they can get cleaned up. So they go into the woods and they're sitting together on a couple of logs. Tia says this was Jill's idea wanting to study the oil refinery. Kristen explains that some big oil company decided to build a research center out there. And Barb is like, oh, there's others on this island? Jill says, like, the lab isn't too far away. It's where the oil company did their illegal research. And, like, she keeps saying illegal research, but, like, we hardly ever really find out what this illegal research is. They added this plot in here, then didn't really develop it any. Like, they had time, because the movie is only, like, an hour and 12 minutes, plus, like, 15 minutes or 20 minutes of credits. So, like... They had time to put some of the stuff in here. Kristen blames Mike's death on Jill, saying it was her vendetta that got him killed. Jill is pissed off, so she walks away with the camera case. 
Barb again asks, like, what happened to their boat? And Kristen says it was mangled by that thing. One of the guys then pipes up and says, that thing is a megalodon. Like, he is just, he just knows exactly what this is. He is just a fucking expert all of a sudden. Barb tells the girls to never mind him. He just lost his brother this morning by the megalodon. (laughs) Jill is filming them around the logs. One of the guys takes the camera away from her and says, like, not to film him. Obviously, they're criminals. They don't want to be on fucking camera. And then Jill gets all defensive, saying, like, what's going on there is important, and it needs to be documented. And it's like, fine, but if they don't want to be filmed, then don't film them. Film the giant fucking shark that's in a lake, Jill. Jesus. The girls ask Barb again what they're doing there. She says that they're tourists and that they were sailing when that thing destroyed their boat. Like, for a lake that's so fucking secluded, there's a lot of damn people here. Tia and Kristen are sure that someone will come and find them once they uh, haven't returned. Rich is like, yeah, unless the monster gets them first. Barb tells him to stop scaring the girls. And Rich is like, no one is going to get near this island without getting eaten. And Jerry would have known if she hadn't sent him back into the water. Barb says that's enough and that their deaths were just accidents. Like, still trying this facade of them being, like, totally innocent. Jill gets her camera back and promises not to film them and just film the shark thing. Barb suggests they set up camp for the night and look for the lab in the morning to look for a radio to call for help. Night comes, night goes. In the morning, Kristen or Tia, I can't remember who is who, but one of them is the last one to get up. And when they get up, everyone else is just standing there as if they've been waiting for her to wake up. And then they just like, yep, this is normal. And then they just, just go into conversation. Like, it's so fucking weird. If I ever woke up like this, I would be, I would have a lot of fucking questions. So many. <laughs> they decide they need to keep going. Jill tells everyone the research center is on the west side of the island, which is about a five-hour walk if they stay near the shore. One of the guys is like, yeah, let's not do that. And Jill is like, well, it might be shorter to cut across land, but I don't know what animals are on the island. Like, really? So you know for a fact that there's an enormous shark by the water, but because you don't know what's in the woods, you're going to take your chances by water. Fuck off, Jill. Rich asks that if the island is abandoned, then how come he can hear the machinery still going? One of them says, like, I don't know, like, because they're all dumb. You can hear machinery because there are people running that machinery. Like, it's obviously not abandoned. Like, Jesus. They decide to go through the forest to find the lab. Jill leads the way as they single file into the forest. They walk and walk for a while. Like, I felt like I was watching fucking Lord of the Rings. Jesus Christ. Like, just walking and walking. Doug asks Barb, like, what they plan to do about the girls. Barb asks if he still has his radio, and he's like, yeah, it's shut off, just like you said. And then she asks, like, what about Rich? And he says, Rich doesn't have a radio. It doesn't know we have one. Rich is, like, five feet behind them. Like, there's no way he's not hearing this shit. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Doug asks about the rendezvous and whether the buyer is going to wait. She says the pickup is scheduled for tonight, so they have uh, time until then to get the goods and get off the island. Doug asks about the camera, and Barb says she palmed the tape, and Doug is, like, so impressed with her. As the girls are walking, Kristen is telling Jill that Mike came along with them just for her, and Jill says that she thought he was coming for her, like, OMG. Kristen says she's so clueless. And then Barb yells out, how much further? And Jill responds that it's just over the rise. Kristen starts to say, hey, if anything happens. And then Jill interrupts and is like, no, don't start that. We don't need to. And Kristen says, yeah, tell that to Mike. And she's like, whoa. (laughs) She apologizes for making it weird. 
Kristen then says, if anything happens to her to take care of Tia because she's the only sister she has. I don't know if she means like family sister or sorority sister. Like no fucking clue. There's like no indication whatsoever. And then we just get a long shot of them dragging their goddamn feet, moving through this forest like fucking pitter patter here, people. They finally stumble upon the lab. Tia goes running towards it looking for help. Kristen tells her to stop. She just looks at Jill and is like, she's just like a two-year-old. Oh my god. Idiots. The two girls follow Tia into the place that they just found. They call out. No one answers. This place looks abandoned from what we can see. Like, nobody's there. I guess, like, whatever lab they have was, like, underground or something. Because it it could... There's no way it was this place. Like, there's just no fucking way. Jill says, I knew this place was here up to no good. And Kristen is like, now's not the time to piss off the only people that could help us off the island. Like, goddamn, yeah, good point. Ten points for Gryffindor for that one. The girls walk further in as Barb and the boys, like, uh, straggle behind. Barb tells them to try and find a radio. Rich asks what if they recognize them from the news. Barb says they kept their masks on so, like, nobody should recognize them and to just stick to the plan. Barb says out loud to everyone, Maybe we should split up and try to find a radio. The girls are, like, already in this place. Like, they're already fucking gone. So, like, while these fuckers are gabbing away, the girls are off exploring. Like, fucking terrible criminal barb like you're not inconspicuous at all tia again runs off and kristen is like as i said a two-year-old we hear tia scream the girls go running after the sound and like now we're back outside i don't know how we got here i don't know why we're out here but now we're back outside and we see dr grant covered in blood laying on the ground tia screams and holds on to kristen and then says that man is still alive They run over to Dr. Grant and help him as he comes to. They say they'll get him some water. And he's like, oh, no, don't go near the water. Kristen asks, like, what that thing is. Dr. Grant then says they drilled too deep, unleashing a predator we haven't seen in 200 million years. Jill asks how that's possible. Barb says this is getting tiresome. And her and her boys pull out their guns. I guess because the movie didn't want to explain, like, why there's a megalodon shark in a lake and all that so they're just like uh hey bad guys and then tia says excuse me rude much like yeah they have guns on you like maybe don't be a bitch right now jill says she knew something was off about their story well a lot of fucking good that does you now jill they get dr grant standing and barb says they need a boat or a plane something to get off the island dr grant says there's nothing the shark destroyed any escape they had and it's not going to let them leave the island Doug says, bullshit, it's just a fish. Just a fish? Dude, have you fucking seen the thing that killed your friends? Just a fit? Oh my god. Doug, you're an idiot. Rich pipes in and says, no, it's not. Barb tells them to stop, tells the girls to help Grant and to come with them. Tia asks what they're doing and Barb says, fishing. Barb tells Dr. Grant that when his shark tipped uh, their boat into the water, they lost something very valuable. And he is going to help get it back. Like, bitch, this dude has blood on him. I assure you, whatever plan you have isn't going to work. Barb says, I hope you can swim. Jill and the girls protest. Barb points the gun at Dr. Grant and goes, so? He looks around and says, may as well shoot me. If I go in that water, I'm dead anyways. Barb says, then how about to save a life? And points her gun at the girls. Dr. Grant is like, no, she's just a kid. 
And Barb says now he gets to decide if she sees her next birthday. Like, Barb is not fucking around. And I would not fuck around with her. Like, she is fucking psycho. Jesus. Dr. Grant reluctantly agrees. Doug tells him to lose the bloody lab coat. Otherwise, it's like barbecue sauce for the big critter. Barb tells him the painting is about 300 feet. Can't miss it. And she's all bitchy when she says it, too. So annoying. Dr. Grant starts walking into the water. Again, fully clothed. We cut back and forth between the shark and Grant walking into the water. Like, I wonder what is going to happen. We see the shark underwater, and it comes to the camera. We hear a bite. Uh, we hear a biting noise, and then we cut to Rich and Doug's reaction. Rich looks surprised, and Doug just says, "Cool, like idiot. You have no painting. There's one less person to retrieve it, and Barb will go down that list until you're the last one. So don't celebrate too fast, here, buddy. Jesus." Barb says, "Now that it's feasting, it's time to send someone else out." She looks around, and the girls have disappeared. So these two dumb nuts were so enthralled with Dr. Grant's death, they didn't notice their hostages escaping. Great job, guys. Yay! Barb says they've gone into the woods and to go after them. The girls are running, and then stop. Kristen asks, like, where they should go. Jill says something, but she's... Ugh, like, she sounds so out of breath, I couldn't make out what she was saying. So, like, I have no idea what her plan is, but I'm guessing it probably doesn't matter. We hear gunshots, and the girls start running again. Barb gets on her radio and says not to shoot them, we need them alive. Doug gets on the radio and says it's not him. Barb speaks into the radio, saying, Rich, we need them alive. Cut to Rich, he's aiming his gun, and he says, forget it, we need to sacrifice the girls to the shark, dead or alive. Okay, so I thought Rich didn't have a radio. So how the fuck is he not only hearing this, but responding to it as well? It's a mystery. He's magic, apparently. Doug and Barb both say, like, no, what the hell, man, into their radios. Back to Rich, and he's like, no, sorry. He's holding his gun with both hands. Apparently his radio is telepathic or something, because I cannot see... Or, like, he's responding and talking, but he doesn't have a radio in his hand. Like... I, I don't know. Ma again, magic. Rich is aiming his gun at Tia. Before he can shoot, Kristen knocks him out with a stick. Tia suddenly appears right beside Kristen. Like, she used the fucking speed force to get over to her. Like, goddamn. Tia looks at Kristen and is like, wait long enough? Kristen says, sorry. Then Jill says they should go. Yeah, no shit. They go to grab the gun when a shot is fired. They run off. And immediately Doug is there. He would have been, like, 10 feet away when he took that shot, and he didn't get any of them. Like, Doug is apparently a fucking stormtrooper. Like, he can't aim worth shit. He leans down and helps Rich up and tells him they need uh, they need the girls alive. Rich says it's not going to let them off the island alive. Doug says he's sorry about his brother, but it's just a fish. Again, have you fucking seen this thing? Doug tells Rich to get it together, or she's going to skin him alive. He asks if Rich is with him, and Rich says, yeah, he's like, good, because I don't want to kill you to be left alone with the Ice Queen. Doug radios Barb uh, that he knows where the girls are going, and they're going to cut them off. We get to a slow-mo shot of the girls running because slow-mo boobs. The girls are running along the beach. Jill dives out of the way from Rich. Tia runs into him, and he picks her up and starts walking into the water. Kristen runs after him. He throws Tia in the water. Kristen jumps on his back, he manages to throw her off, and he throws her further into the water and starts getting out of the waterfront. Jill is on the beach, sitting down with her arms open, 
and Tia comes over and sits into her arms. Tia looks at the water, and we can see her mouth Kristen. Kristen is in the water, still trying to make her way out. The shark sneaks up behind her, and then just lightly nabs her as her bones crunch and we get some blood. And again, this is all CGI, but it's probably the longest and best look we've gotten at the shark so far. Um, and it's pretty comically bad, which I'm all about, so I'm all here for it. Rich comes up behind the girls, points his gun at them, and says, Don't do that again. In the woods, the girls are brought to Barb. Barb says they'll have to wait until morning. They can't see anything out on the water now. And if I had to venture a guess, it's like 5 p.m. in July. There's plenty of daylight left, but whatever. They're going to wait till morning, I guess. Doug asks about the rendezvous, and Barb says there will be another, but it won't mean anything without the package. So how does that work? If you're buying something illegal and the person doesn't show up, do you just go back the next day and see if they're there? Like, there's going to be another... Like, what are you talking about? That's not how that works. I I would assume. I've never done a buy like this personally, but <laughs> I would have to assume it doesn't work like that. Barb walks up to the girls and asks if they're going to be any more trouble, and Tia gets in her face and says, You're chum, bitch. And just like that, we have a tagline for the podcast. <laughs> You're chum, bitch. I love it. Barb tells the boys to tie the girls up, and tomorrow's going to be a busy day. Um, it's nighttime now, aka, uh, day for night. It's very clearly daytime, and they just made it look like night, which is fine. Tia is sleeping on Jill's lap, and Jill is sitting up against a tree. Rich is, like, just kneeling beside them and looking them over, like, very creepy-like. Like, I'm getting very rapey vibes from Rich right now. He gets up as if he's gonna go to them, and then Barb interrupts and says, Oh, it's my turn, and, uh, he should go get some sleep. Rich says, Yes, ma'am, and walks away. Barb kneels down, and she says uh, to Jill, I know you're awake. I heard the change in your breathing. Jill opens her eyes and says, From one girl to another, thank you. Barb says not to be too quick with the thanks, and Jill says, You know what I mean, and Barb says, You're welcome. I guess she's thanking her for making Rich go away before he got all rapey. That's what I'm assuming. Jill asks what they stole, and Barb says a painting. Jill asks if it's anything she would know. Barb explains the painting and that to the right collectors, it's worth a lot. Jill asks how they stole it, and Barb tells her the whole fucking plan and how they did it. Like, we don't need this information, nor do I care how they stole the painting at this point. Like, it does not matter. Barb then starts laughing. There's a pause, and Jill says, You never did say what was so funny. Is this supposed to be a running gag throughout the movie? Like, just the way she delivered this line, as if, like, she's laughing right now. She hasn't, like, just been laughing throughout the whole movie. Unless I just missed that? Maybe it went over my head. Maybe I'm stupid. <laughs> Barb says that the painting is a depiction of the first recorded shark attack. What a coincidence. Jill says she knows how to get the painting. Barb asks how, and Jill just says, no. Barb says she doesn't have a lot to bargain with, and Jill says that's where she's wrong. She knows something that she doesn't. She knows Barb is more worried about the rendezvous than she lets on, and if no one hears from the lab after a while, someone's going to come looking, and she knows how to scare off sharks. She says dynamite will keep it away. Yeah, like, no shit, Jill, but that doesn't mean you know how to keep sharks away. That's like me saying, I know how to keep serial killers away, just use dynamite. Fuck's sakes, you don't know shit, Jill. Barb is like, yeah, that would be great, if we had any. And Jill's, uh and Jill says she'll tell her where to find it on one condition if she lets them go. Barb says if she can keep that shark away, she has a deal. Jill says she'd shake her hand, but she's a little tied up right now. Cue CSI Miami and let's go. Yeah! 
Now it's morning. Jill and Tia are sleeping somewhere completely different than they were the night before. Also not tied up anymore, apparently, because magic. A blue bag is dropped in front of Jill's face. We hear Barb's voice say, You really need to work on your negotiating skills. Once you told me there was dynamite on the island, how hard do you think it was for me to figure out where it was? Like, yeah, there's literally only been one building on this island that they've all been to. So, like, where the fuck else would it be, Jill? Like, come on. Jill says she told her uh, there was dynamite, so she should let them go. Barb says that's funny. Tia wakes up, and her and Jill stand up. Barb tells the girls her plan, and if they don't follow it, Doug will blow their brains out. Barb points to the water and says their friend is out there. See? Him? And then we see, like, a terrible CGI shark fin moving about the water. Rich grabs the bag of dynamite. He runs to the shore and, like, slow motion throws a stick into the water. Underwater, we see the shark and only hear the boom of the dynamite, and the shark swims away. Doug yells, good job, kid. Now keep a lookout. Barb says, ladies, your turn. Tia says, hell no, I'm not going in the water. Jill says she'll be there in the water with her and that they need them alive so they'll keep the shark at bay. And once they have the painting, they'll let them go, right? As she looks at Barb, and Barb is like, yeah, of course. I don't believe Barb. They shouldn't believe Barb. Nobody should believe Barb. Jill says she promised Kristen she would take care of her. Doug chimes in saying this is cute and all, but it's time to get a move on. I agree, Doug. Slow motion shot of the girls walking into the water taking their tops off so they're back in their bikini tops. And then they hold hands as they walk into the water. Jill yells for Rich to throw more dynamite in. Jill and Tia look at each other, nod, and then they do like a slow motion dive into the water. They dive down for a second, saying they found it. And uh, then we see the shark coming. They head in a different direction. They dive down for a second, saying that they found it. We see the shark swimming. And then it starts heading in a different direction. So I guess it's headed towards the girls. The girls start swimming for shore and Barb says, oh no you don't. Jill tells Barb there's no way. It's stuck to the bottom and they need to get rid of the shark first. Rich throws in more dynamite and the shark swims off. And like it's just a reused shot every time he throws dynamite in. They just recycle the same shot. It's fine. Doug says the shark is off again. Back to work. Kristen says to Jill that Rich has the dynamite and gun. If they take him out, they have a chance. They, uh, Yeah, they say this as Doug and Barb point their guns at them. Like, taking out one of them isn't, like, gonna solve your problems. But, whatever. They see the shark and try to come back in. Barb tells Rich to throw more dynamite and for the girls to come back into the water. The girls slowly start walking to shore, saying they just need to catch their breath. Tia points and says, there, the shark's there. She turns toward Rich and throws a rock at him, hitting him in the chest, and he falls over. He stands up, and apparently he had lit some dynamite, because he's when he gets up, he gets ready to throw, and he explodes in gory and fiery CGI fashion. Pretty cool death. I liked it. <laughs> Jill tries to grab the gun, but Barb shoots her. Tia picks the gun up and points it at Barb, and Jill has been shot in the arm. Barb tells Tia to put the gun down, and this whole time, Doug is, like, holding his ear, and he seems all confused. Barb tells him to get it together, and he then realizes, like, Rich is blown up. Barb tells him he needs to get over there, grab the gun and the girl, and he's like, what if she shoots me? And Barb is like, then I'll shoot her. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck me. 
he starts walking over to them, which apparently can only be done through the water, so of course the shark starts approaching. Tia tells him to look out, and we get the same shot of the shark underwater, and then Doug is dead. We hear his bones crunch. I do like the bone crunching noises every time we get a death, though. I, I did enjoy that. It was, I don't know, it just added something to it. Barb is like, you silly girls, you wasted your bullets on a goddamn fish. So apparently somewhere in this scene, Tia shot at the shark. I will take their word for it because I didn't see shit. Barb says they need to get their asses back in the water and get her painting. Tia says no, and Barb says wrong answer. And then Tia's like, between you and the shark, you're nothing. She's got a fucking point. Like, at this point, Barb needs to cut her fucking losses. She's out of people to go in the water for her, so, like... And then, oh, this was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Inexplicably, the shark does a fucking free-willy breach of the water, goes over top of the girls, takes out Barb, just leaving her fucking legs behind. And, like... I think this shot is where they spent the money, and it was fucking worth it. Just to see it going over top of the girls like Free Willy was fucking great. Oh my god. Tia says, we have to kill it. Jill's like, what? But we can just stay on land until someone comes. Like, I thought Jill was, like, gonna be our badass final girl, but fucking Tia is the one doing all the heavy lifting here. Tia says it may be an animal, but it's a smart animal, and at some point it's going to realize it's out of food and go looking for some. And Jill is like, we're so close to the shorelines. Guys, like, earlier it took you five hours to walk around this island to get to a research lab. Like, this island sounds huge. It's not going to be able to reach you inland. Ugh, I'm, I wouldn't think so, but who the fuck knows. Tia is then like, what if it found a populated beach elsewhere? Jill asks, like, how do they kill it? And Tia picks up a stick of dynamite and says, The hillbilly way. <laughs> the girls stand by the shore looking for the shark, and they're like, this isn't working. And it's like, oh, okay, your plan of standing still didn't work, now what? Tia says they need bait, and she looks at Barb's severed legs. They look at each other, and then Tia says, I'll go. Like, wait, why wouldn't you just use the severed legs? Like, you have bait right there, just use that. There, there's no need for one of you to get in the water. Really, like there's not. <laughs> she hands the dynamite to Jill and starts walking into the water. Jill stops her and says, I'm bleeding. It'll be able to smell me 100 miles away either way. She also made a promise to Kristen, and she also says it's because she throws like a girl. So Jill dives in, and Tia stands there and is like, I throw like a girl too, bitch. <laughs> Jill swims away, and the shark starts coming towards her as she calls out to the ugly fish. Tia says she sees it and to duck when she tells her to. Tia struggles to light this fucking dynamite, and she tells Jill to be ready. Tia says, now! Jill ducks. The dynamite goes right into the shark's mouth. It starts to go underwater, but it explodes, and we get some blood and chunks at the camera. CG, of course, but still, it was entertaining. Jill and Tia celebrate, and hope that help will come soon, and they start walking down the road. And now we're with two guys sitting on lawn chairs drinking beers. So, like, that's the end of our main story with Jill and Tia. Like, that's over with. We're now somewhere completely different. So, we're with two guys sitting in lawn chairs drinking beers. There's a girl behind them just kind of looking at rocks or whatever. She grabs a beer for her stepdad and then goes back to sitting on the rocks. 
The other guy says he just doesn't get it. And the stepdad asks, like, what don't you get? And then he goes on to say how he doesn't get how that girl is his stepdaughter. And he gets, like, really creepy about it. He also can't believe she's his stepdaughter because his wife is a large, burly woman. And that the stepdaughter doesn't look like she shares any genes. The stepdad then says, well, it's like they say, even big ugly things can have offspring. So where do you think this is going? Yes, and of course, a shark jumps out of the water and snatches both of them, which is good because that conversation was getting way too fucking creepy, so they're dead. And of course, we've left the door open for a sequel, which we do get. And then we get the title card, Finn, and we roll about 15 minutes worth of credits. So yeah, there's really like an hour and five minutes of movie, and then like 20 minutes of credits if you count the end credits and the opening credits. Uh, But yeah. That is Jurassic Shark. The cons of this movie, I will say, um, it's it's all CG. There's no practical shark effects, which is fine. Um, you know, I just I always do prefer the practical effects, but I will never completely hate a movie that just uses CG. I mean, look at Robo Shark. That was fucking great. They use the same old like um, oil drilling plot device that we've seen how many times so far on this podcast alone. Like the good, I will say. We get a couple of prosthetic legs, so we did get some um, practical effects, which I enjoy. Uh, there was plenty of eye candy, like pretty much this whole movie. We just got babes in bikinis, and uh, they're they're pretty good looking, so I, there's nothing to complain about there. The plot and the dialogue is absurd enough to be entertaining, at least. Like, it's over-the-top nature, like, sometimes worked for it. Definitely the best kill of this movie is Barb's death, because of the Free Willy reference, or, like or look of Free Willy that they were going for. Either way, it was fucking great. And again, I want to give a shout out to director Brett Kelly. He is a fellow Ottawaan. Uh, that is people from Ottawa. I had to look that word up because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and uh, he's often referred to as the uh, Canadian Roger Corman. So uh, I don't know, maybe one day we can get him on the show because that, uh, that'd probably be a good time. But uh, that was Jurassic Shark from 2012. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher at Bucket of Chum Podcast. And don't forget to check out BucketofChumPodcast.com for all updates, uh, blog posts, all kinds of fun and exciting things. And as always, you can email me at BucketofChumPodcast at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next time with another episode of Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast.